So this evening, I'll be taking us through a teaching that the Lord has been taking me through for a period of time. And I'm super glad that we are going to delve into something that is very crucial for the body of Christ and for members and for us saints as heirs of the kingdom of God, priests of this divine mandate. Hallelujah. So this scenario comes to mind when I think of this topic. Um, I remember when we're supposed to download, do the uploading or the downloading of a new software. It, everything will stop so that you download the thing. It's like when you are downloading, you're updating your phone. You would, if you are using your phone to make calls, you stop it. Oh, you, 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 everything you are doing with your phone will have to stop in the book updates. of Romans. And, and sometimes when you look at your phone, you see 21 hours. You know, say, hey, Masa. <laughs> 21 hours to, to do an update. I pray that you are for iOS and for those, those of you who are about to hear Apple lovers. We know this is a kingdom Christian presentation. I don't know about Android because I don't use Android. I was using Android last time and I didn't like it at all. I said, Father, this Android, yeah, I can't. So forgive me, you Android users. I know you also update your phones. So we know of the fact that we wait for an update to be completed. Hallelujah. And for those of us who, who have the privilege of going to the hospital, before you can see a doctor, you would, ha- you would wait. You would wait to see the doctor. I lie. So every, you can have a very serious um, itinerary for the day. But once you have to go to the hospital to wait for the doctor, everything will stop. Hallelujah. Everything ceases. Just so that you can have the opportunity to meet your doctor. In the same vein, one more scenario. I remember when I was going to get my driver's license. Uh, for those of you who have had the privilege of getting your license, you know that it is, you need patience to join the queue and wait for them to give you your, your license. You need patience. So, based on these three scenarios, I'll be outlining some characteristics of, of a waiting scenario. Hallelujah. I'll be outlining, outlining some characteristics of a waiting scenario. Of, 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 of waiting. So, the first one is the sacrifice of your normal routine in order to meet whoever you are meeting. Especially, we, I mentioned the doctor. I mentioned as you rec- receiving your license. And I mentioned... And waiting for your iOS, um, the updates to happen on your on your phone. Secondly, the sacrifice of your time. So for this is a teaching service. So for those of you who are at home, you can take your pens, you can take your books, and begin to make these notes. Thirdly, the require of your patience. At times, it may seem needless and quiet, but you do it because it's very very key. Because you need it, so you have to wait for it. And finally, according to what I've, I've put together, the attainment of clarity or satisfaction to what you are waiting on. The attainment of clarity or satisfaction to what you are waiting on. So, based on the scenarios that I mentioned, as a result of your, your waiting, you are eagerly awaiting for what you are waiting for at the end. That Whatever that caused you to, to put a halt to everything that you usually do, you are waiting for the results. And as you receive it, there is this joy and there is this satisfaction that comes to it. So today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'll be teaching on the topic, waiting the lifeline of an heir. Waiting the lifeline of an heir. Hallelujah. 
So when you look at the book of Esther chapter 2, you, if you pay particular attention to that scripture, you notice that the one year waiting of Esther was very crucial for her assignment. She had to forego every form of schedule, every form of routine that she, she usually had just so that she could be groomed to meet the king. And it took one year for one divine assignment. So the period, period of waiting is very crucial. And I'll be using some analogies in the Bible to, to show you the importance, to show us the importance of waiting and why every Christian, every heir of the kingdom of God must wait on God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So then, what is waiting? So what I usually like to do is look at what the English dictionary tells us about waiting. And they were, they were sharing some very interesting things. But I'll just read one of uh, the definitions of waiting according to the Oxford English Dictionary. Hallelujah. And the dictionary said, waiting is staying where you are or delaying doing something until somebody or something comes or something happens. I'll read it again. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, waiting is staying where you are or delaying doing something until somebody or something comes or something happens. One more time. According to the English English Dictionary, waiting is staying where you are or delaying doing something until somebody or something comes or something happens. Hallelujah. But according to the Dictionary of the Holy Spirit, Waiting is a period of isolation or separation from your normal schedule or duty, away from distractions, to receive fortification, direction, and promptings about allotted times and seasons and how to walk in them. Too fast. Forgive me, my dear. I'll read it. I'll read it two more, two more times. According to the Dictionary of the Holy Spirit, waiting is a period of isolation or separation from your normal schedule away from distractions to receive fortification direction and promptings about allotted times and seasons and how to walk in them and how to walk in them i'll read it one more time and i'll continue on the teaching of waiting the lifeline of an air waiting the lifeline of an air one more time, according to the Dictionary of the Holy Spirit, waiting is a period of isolation or separation from your normal schedule or routine, away from distractions, to receive fortification, direction, and promptings about allotted times and seasons and how to walk in them. And how to walk in them. Hallelujah. So based on this definition, I will be asking a few questions which would help us grasp on the topic of waiting as a lifeline of an heir of the kingdom of God. So based on even just looking at this definition, you'll notice that for those who work, we, when we have to go to the hospital, when we have to do updates, when we have to do things that are very important to us, we are able to sacrifice time in order to do it but we read that we are in this dispensation where a lot of christians don't want to wait on god a lot of christians don't want to pray as much as they should because they feel like their schedule is 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 busy but you notice that when it's very very crucial to you you would have you would do it especially when you have to go to the hospital when you have to get the license when you even have to wait for food sometimes again 
<laughs> some restaurants are like, you can sit there. They're not minding you. But you wait because like, I need that food, that form of satisfaction. But when it comes to us waiting on the one who gives us direction, it becomes a very, very, very serious problem. And I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that as this teaching is coming, just as Jesus spoke and the words or, 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 that came out from his mouth granted healing to the people, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that as I deliver this word, this teaching on waiting as an heir of the kingdom of God, I pray that that mindset will be, will be broken forever in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we look at our first scripture, Genesis chapter 1 verse 2? And we'll be looking at a very important personality who has been sent to be a helper. The Holy Spirit who we appreciate so much. And as I was preparing this, I, mean, I noticed that in, in, in the book of Genesis, he, he could outrightly be classified as the originator of waiting. As, as an origi- originator of waiting. So we'll look at the scripture, Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. And... Yes, so I'll read. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Hallelujah. Can we look at the Amplified Translation of Genesis chapter 1 verse 2? The Amplified Translation says, The earth was formless and void, or, or a waste and emptiness, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The spirit of God was moving into brackets, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. And I want us to pay particular attention to these two words, hovering and brooding. When you look at other translations, it said moving, but I want us to focus on hovering and brooding. So when you look at the meaning of hovering, it is remaining in one place in the air. So when, when you mention hovering, what comes to mind is a hawk. When a hawk is, is, is about to swoop for its prey. And it, we are made to understand that, that that process of going round, 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 round in circles is called hoovering. <laughs> it's very powerful. That process of going round, round, round is called hoovering. Hallelujah. Now, the word brooding is equated to a hen, a cock, who sits on its eggs for the chick to hatch. So without any brooding process, there will never be any chicken. There will never be a chicken that would be that would be hatched, come out from from its its uh, shell. So the the eggs that we've been enjoying is because the we didn't allow the hen to brood over the eggs. Hello, Revendela. The eggs that we have been frying. Last night I was having a con- uh, Mrs. Nico was talking to somebody. Now around twelve, I was hearing someone doing. I said, "Hey, what's <laughs> you are fried egg at this time. <laughs> Bishop, seriously. So you notice that without a brooding process, there will be there plenty, there will be no chicken and we'll have plenty of eggs to fry. So the brooding process is very crucial. And we notice in this scripture that the spirit of God was moving to brackets, hoovering, brooding over the face of the waters. So what this actually means is that the spirit of the living God was waiting for the declaration in order for the manifestation to be birthed. Does that make sense? So in order for there to have been light, the Bible makes us understand that the spirit of the Lord was hovering, moving, brooding over the surface of the deep. Before Jesus Christ, before the the word makes us understand that and, and let there be light and there was light. That period of waiting, 
was very crucial for the earth to be formed, for light to be formed. And if you do, if you are someone who studies theology like Reverend Dela, you know that when the Bible was saying, uh, let there be like, uh, in the first day, it was not talking about the, the day like that we see now, like Wednesday, this day. It could even be longer. Hallelujah. So we are made to understand that there was a form of waiting that was very, very, very crucial before we saw in verse 3. Can we read verse 3? In fact, let's read verse 2 to verse 3. I'll, I'll read. The earth was formless and void or, or a waste and emptiness and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Spirit of God was moving into brackets, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. 3. And God said, other translation says, then God said, so as a result of the brooding and the hovering of the Holy Spirit, before there was the mandate of light being birthed. In the same vein, in this dispensation, as one goes into his place of waiting upon God, there's a place of clarity, a place of alignment, a place of fortification, a place of, of strength, a place of direction. So as a result of the direction that you have received, when there is a word that's supposed to be birthed in that season, you can walk fully in it because you have a fair idea of what it is. The period of waiting. The lifeline of an heir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the first question that was asked that in based on the scripture that we're reading in Genesis chapter 1 was that who is the originator of, of waiting? And we have seen clearly in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 that the Holy Spirit could be classified as the originator of waiting because of the brooding and the brooding effect, the hovering and the brooding effect of the Holy Spirit before the word of the Lord came and then there was life and there was light and then the preceding things that we note in the Bible. Hallelujah. Could we look at this next question? And the question is, are we sometimes led into waitings? Are we sometimes led into waitings? Can we look at the Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 22? Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 22. Now Moses was keeping the flock of Jethro. Can we go back to the um, New King James Version? Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of the Lord. And if you're looking at this scripture, it's, it's, as I was reading the scripture, it seemed as though this is, this is something that Moses did over a period of time. You would lead the flock to the back of, to, he would lead the flock to the back of the desert and then go to the mount of the Lord. And as, also, as I'm just re repeating the scripture, I remember something that also Keith mentioned last week um, about everyone having a, a mountain of the Lord where he goes to. So what mountain, what mountain of God do are we in connection to, in connection with as saints? Where, where do we naturally go to, to wait on God? Everyone has a mountain of the Lord. And we see in the scripture that Moses went to Horeb, the mountain of God in order to wait on him. And we'll continue reading the scripture. But I just want us to note this, that first of all, in this part of the scripture, Moses was a Fulani. His job was a full-blown, after being a king, his next job was to become a Fulani. <laughs> it's powerful. He too was working. 
So just to dispute those who, who always want to use their work as an excuse not to wait on God, I beg you, ladies and gentlemen, please. Here, when we look at this scripture, we see that Moses seems he was a full-blown Fulani. But he was able to strategize because it was very crucial for his assignment to wait on God. Verse 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared to, to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn? So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to, called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take, take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is a holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. Can we go to 11? So he said, I will certainly be with you and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. So for us Bible scholars, we know that the book of Exodus chapter 3 was just a representation of Moses meeting, um, meeting God and God giving him a divine assignment. But what I wanted to pay attention to was that as a result of Moses going to his place of waiting, he was able to encounter God. And in that place of waiting, God was able to outline his assignment, outline what he was bound to do in a period over a stretch over a stretch of a period in the season that he was leading him into so we noticed that after even though he was a fulani there was more that god wanted to do with him and he was able to unravel that in his place of waiting as he was being led by the spirit of the lord into the mount of horeb into, into horeb the mountain of god where he had a divine exposition a highlight of what God wanted to do with him. So when, when we hear this, these questions about, oh, people will be asking, oh, what is my assignment? What is my purpose? I don't know. I don't know this. I don't know where I'm going. I feel like I've wasted 27 years of my life. I feel like I've wasted 30 years of my life not doing anything. It's because I believe strongly. I believe strongly that as a result of us, most of us, the body of Christ, heirs of the kingdom of God, not having the privilege of waiting on God, we miss out on major seasons. So when a prophetic word comes, it's just a highlight which is bound, which is supposed to lead you into a place of waiting so that you can receive clarity on which step to take and what your next move is. So I remember very well that last week I was, I woke up very empty. I was, I felt like a lot was going on in my life and I felt like I was, I was heading towards many directions, but heading towards nowhere. So I was having a conversation with Mrs. Nikwe. Mrs. Nikwe said, like go for go for and go on a waiting. So I remember packing my things and I went to, I went to spend some time with the Holy Spirit throughout the day, praying and asking God for clarity, asking Him to align me. And then as I was there, He began to show me certain things that I ought to do in order to walk in my mandate. So the reason why most of us don't know where we are going is because we choose not to wait on God. And when I'm talking about waiting on God, I'm not talking about the waiting waiting to receive something from God. I'm not talking about waiting to, to, uh, to like waiting. If you are, you are praying for a child, you are waiting for a child. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the season of alignment. 
the place where you would seclude yourself away from all forms of distraction so that you can receive the clear direction as to what you ought to do. So I'd encourage every guest. It's something that I told the Holy Spirit when I went, I spent, I was spending time with him that I'll try as much as I can to, to every week seclude myself of my usual, usual routine just to spend some time with him so that I can receive clarity as to which step, which next step to take in order to make him proud. And so that when I meet him finally on the, on the final, when I meet him on the final day, he shall say to me, my God and my, my faithful servant in whom I am well pleased. That's my very heart because that's the reason why I, I do what I, I do just so that I can please him fully and just so that he would not say to me, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Hallelujah. So the, the second question that I mentioned is that are we sometimes led into waiting? I believe strongly as we, we saw in, in Exodus chapter 3 that Moses was led to a place of waiting where he received divine clarity on his assignment. Hallelujah. Come and look at the next scripture in First Kings chapter 19, verse 1 to 13. We'll be reading a lot of scripture, so I, I pray that I don't I don't lose you along the way. Hallelujah. First mm. Kings chapter 19. And the Bible says, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, also how he had executed all the prophets with a sword. Then Jezebel sent a message to Elijah, saying, so let, so let the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and ran, from his, and ran for his life, and went to Bathsheba, which belongs to Jediah, and left his servants there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might, might not die. So just before I continue, I also want you to pay attention to, to the scripture that I mentioned. You notice that Elijah was troubled. He had done something to Jezebel. And Jezebel too said, okay, you, I'll show you. I'll come after you and I'll make sure that I, I, I deal with you ruthlessly. <laughs> so she too was on a divine task. To make sure that the prophet Elijah would be killed. Hallelujah. And then we notice that he also left where he, he was. Can we go back to three? Verse three. Before I, I continue. And he said, And when he saw that he, he arose and ran for his life and went to Bathsheba, which belongs to Jediah, and left his servants there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might he might die. <laughs> that too was a place of waiting. And the question I was going to ask was that why are we led into waiting? That's the second question I'm asking. The third question, actually. Why are we sometimes led into waiting? Can we go to eleven? First Kings chapter 19, verse 11. And I'll continue reading from there, just so that we can grasp the entire perspective. In fact, let's go to 10. Let's go to 10 and I'll continue reading from there. Okay. So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord, God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left, and they seek, and they seek to take my life. Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, 
the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountain and broke the rocks into pieces before, before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Before I continue, if you read, if you spend time reading the entire first Kings chapter 19, you may, we are made to understand that as a result of, of Elijah going to a place of waiting because of he was troubled and he wanted to die, God led him into a mountain. And in that mountain, God revealed to him a different way by which he can communicate to him. I believe strongly that Moses, that Elijah did not know this side of God. He hadn't heard the voice of God in this light like this before. So, why are we led into waiting to hear God's voice in a different way? That's a third reason why we are led, sometimes led into waiting so that we can hear God's voice in a different way. We can have a divine encounter about, about God. Because most people feel as though that um, they, 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 they might be powerful, they might be doing so many things, they have a fair understanding of what the, Bible's, what the Bible says, what the Bible is. So, because of that, they enter into a place of pride. But then, the little I know is that with God, there is no limit. So you can be 70 years and still be unraveling who God is. So I remember uh, recently, Ben Hinn came, came to give a public announcement about some things that he used to be preaching so many years and how out of the blue he has changed. He said that that thing he used to be preaching consistently, consistently was, was false doctrine. In the same vein, with God, there is no limit. So sometimes God will lead you into waiting, to a place of waiting, to a place of humility, just so that you can hear his voice differently. And so that you may receive a divine encounter about who he is, so that you may wage the warfare, may the wage the good warfare in a way that befits him and brings him glory. Hallelujah. If, if I'm not mistaken, I remember something about Kenneth Hagin. Kenneth Hagin was also, also said something about, about how he was he was teaching. He had a prophetic mandate, right? Something about that. He had a prophetic mandate and, his, and God had wanted him to be a prophet to declare the word of god prophetically but he was he was a staunch teacher yes he used to love teaching he was teaching for many years i believe strongly about 30 or 20 some so many years teaching <laughs> i had something else for you as i teach you so, so sometimes you may be doing so many things in your life you may feel as though that even though you are called even though you, maybe you've you've had you've had something about a particular season and you are running with that same that same mandate over a course of a period of time, you notice that Charlie Massa, you are spoiling the thing, right? You are spoiling the thing, right? He might be telling you something different. He might be be introducing you to a different season, which you might you must walk in. And if you don't wait on God, I be, I believe strongly by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would keep missing things. You keep missing divine uh, divine seasons. And that's something I've been praying in, in, over over a period of time. That Father, I don't want to miss any season in my life. It's very crucial. And you know that we miss seasons because most of us don't wait on God. Most of us receive one word and we are running a marathon. I'm not saying a marathon is not, it's not important. It's crucial. Pacing yourself as you, as you run. But then the period where, I don't know, if, 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 you, if you watch the Olympics, you see that if they are running 5,000 meters, there, 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 there are times where somebody will be running, somebody will come and pour water on them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, to pour water on them so that they can tally, they can run more, to cool them down small because tally, their running there is, is very is, is, is very tedious. In the same vein, waiting as heirs of the kingdom of God is very crucial for assignment. So I just came to entreat us this beautiful evening and morning 
that as you are doing the things that God has asked for some of, for most of us, we don't know what God wants us to do. I bet you, if you set time aside to wait on God, when you say waiting on God, people feel as though, oh, you only have to wait on God when you go for 40 days. Maybe when, when Apostle is talking about waiting, Apostle, every time Apostle talks about, oh, he's going on the waiting, he's going for some 21 days. He's doing some dry, dry fasting. No food, no water. Even my dad be saying, oh, me, 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 I'm waiting, go away. Then, you know, oh, you are thinking that, the woman she's going for 21, so if I, I have to go for 21 days or I'm not waiting on God. Most of the direction is leading by God. But I bet you, if, if some of us, knowing the kind of level that you are, begin to pace yourself in setting time aside to wait on God, I believe strongly that we'll always be led by the Spirit of God. So, for most of us who can't pray one hour, you, all you can do is 30 minutes. Maybe you can say, oh, uh, I, 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 if I say, for instance, I pray at 11 o'clock, you know, let me just leave what I do. Maybe 9 o'clock, I, I, I'll go and eat. I'll go and fry some egg as I was saying earlier on. Maybe I'll put the egg aside and go and be in my room from 9 and maybe till 10 to 11. Just waiting on God. Just playing some music, playing some sermons. Just waiting on God. Father, what do you want me to do in this season? And there's a lot of season, and there's a lot of time, etc. And you are building your capacity little by little. And you are spending more time with him than you usually would. And I believe strongly that your, 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 your time, your, you, you, you'll be walking in the, in, in the allotted times and season that God has given to you. Or if you feel as though maybe in the evenings, 9 to 11 is too small, maybe you can decide that, oh, Saturday morning, I would go to maybe a brie gardens. Or maybe I'll come here, I'll go and sit in the children's service um, area and just spend some time with God. I'll take a leave. And most people take leave for only birthday that they want to go and chill, sleep, uh, and watch uh, 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 chill and something. When they say Netflix, they said chill, something and chill. Pardon me, Netflix and chill. Eh? People take leave to do Netflix and chill. If we can take some leaves, some days off, just to wait on God, on the assignments, on your seasons, on what God needs and what that you do in a particular time, and I believe strongly that we would not be missing our time and would not be marching at the same place hallelujah so based on the scripture in first kings chapter 19 as i was reading from verse 1 um as when you have time you can read all the way to verse you can you can read the entire first kings chapter 19 the question i posed was that why are we led into waiting and i said that to hear god's voice in a different way to hear god's voice in a different way i'll just i'll, I'll continue reading from verse 11 so, but the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. I believe that Elijah had had a divine encounter where he saw God being manifest strongly in the fire. We saw when we read in the book of Exodus chapter 3, verse 1, that God approached Moses in the fire. But here we, re we read that, and after the earthquake a fire, but God was not in the fire. That was a different way by which God wanted to speak to him. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, a still small voice. A still small voice. The voice of the Holy Spirit. And for most of you who, who have a fair understanding of intercession, sometimes you can be praying and you hear in your spirit that be quiet. Reverend Elalai, 
Sometimes you can be praying. You can be quoting all the, the elective tongues from, uh, from, from Egypt, from Asia, from Arabia, from Greek. But sometimes you would hear in, in, in your spirit that listen to the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. And immediately you become quiet. Last week I had a fair taste of something similar. Where for... for for over an hour, like two hours, I was just quiet. I wasn't praying any prayer. And I was just receiving so much enrichment because that's a different form by which God can speak to us. The stillness of his voice. In a small voice. The stillness of his voice. So most of the so, so most people who feel as though they've never heard God's voice before. For some people, they said that, and I heard the audible voice of God telling me, take left. <laughs> And some people, they will say that, oh, and somebody walked to me and said, um, sister, the Lord said, I should tell you this and this is so and so and so and so and so. Like what prophet Kit has been doing to us. And, 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 and some of the, the very hidden prophets like Reverend Barrow, who will tell you that the Lord has been telling us, the Lord has been talking to me about this so and so and so and so. That is one way by which God speaks to us. The Lord is saying, <laughs> But then we are being introduced into the stillness of his voice. The small voice. And that's the voice of the Holy Spirit. I appreciate so much. So sometimes, even before when you go and sit in your place of prayer, into your place of waiting, don't be in a hurry to be quoting elective tongues. Tongues from Greek, tongues from Asia. <laughs> tongues from, uh, uh, how they call it, the, the, the seven churches, all those tongues. I'm telling you, Philadelphia, Ephesus, Samaria, Laodicea. Hallelujah. But then what I'll entreat you, what we would entreat you to do was to ask the Father, what do you even want me to pray about? The stillness of his voice is very crucial in being aligned into what he wants you to do. And we notice here that as a result of him going to a place of waiting, he heard God's voice in a different way. I know for a fact that there are a lot of people who are watching this teaching service who have the yearning of, of, of what it means to encounter God. For some of us, we don't know, even people are talking about encounters, we, are, we don't know what encounters are. And sometimes they feel left out. But I, I entreat you that if, if you can just set some time aside for God, I believe strongly that he would meet. You may not necessarily hear the thunder is the voice of God. I am the Lord, your God. Hopefully, it's at you at this night hour. But then you may hear his voice in a splendid way. You may hear him speaking with the music that is being played. <laughs> Even with the music that you are playing. I remember some, there were times where I can have like a playlist. I love music. So I usually when I'm praying, I pray with music. I have a playlist. And sometimes God will be speaking to me through the music. And then when I'm here, I just sense it in my spirit. And I just leave, I, play, I, I press repeat. And I'll listen. And that's, so God can also speak, speak to you in that way. And then he may speak to you through someone. Through the prophets. And he, also, he may also speak to you through the still small voice. That you hear in your inner man. Hallelujah. And as I'm, I'm sharing this teaching, I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that for most of us who have never had an encounter with God, that may this be the beginning of something mighty in your life. Because I appreciate I've never, I, There's something I heard William McDowell say that anyone who truly has an encounter with God never remains the same. 
when we pay attention to the scriptures we see that saul the moment saul had an encounter with god his name was changed immediately to paul he began to chat the new and the assignment that he previously that he had for him originally even before the framework of the universe so everything that he was doing as a teacher of the word of god as a pharisee everything he was teaching that people were applauding because if you pay attention to the scripture you notice that paul was he was saul was a he was a learned man he knew the word of god and i believe strongly that he was very proud of it but then as a result of a divine encounter that he had with god he was being ushered into the fullness of this assignment that god had for him even for the framework of the universe so even that season that seemed so excellent god was using it to fine-tune his life to walk in his true mandate as one who was taking the gospel to the gentiles hallelujah so i believe strongly that as i'm as i'm teaching this word as god is using me to teach this word that may you may you have a tingling wherever you are a leading and a burden to wait on god and i believe strongly that as you do so your life will never be the same again for for the, the, for our dispensation there are a lot of christians who are just they just have the title of christianity but we don't we, we don't do the things that we are supposed to be doing we are not seeing them the, the mighty works that 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 must be, be seen through us because most of us don't want to wait on god most of us don't want to set time aside to spend time with god last time i was, I was with, with with my family and, and they were watching a movie for two hours and 30 minutes and i was, I was like i was just thinking to myself, hey, okay, but we've done something for watching movie for two hours 30 minutes and you can watch i remember those is when uh, lord of the rings came lord of the rings one bishop it's three hours for and i used to sit behind the thing you hear me and i can be do i can do a fake sword and i'm doing car, car. and we used to watch movies for three hours and if you pay attention to the series that we watch if we accumulate season one it can be about 10 hours but most of us the heirs of the kingdom of god who have been given so much the same Holy Spirit who rose Jesus Christ from the grave. The Bible says that for, for God, the one who raised Jesus Christ from the grave recites in us. The one that recites in us. We can't and we don't want to wait on him. I just want to admonish. I, as I'm speaking this word, I, I, I receive more grace to wait on God. I receive grace to wait on God. As the fount, as I see a river flowing through this altar into, in, 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 into our midst, I receive grace. I receive fortification to wait on God like never before. To wait on him, to die in his presence. To die in his presence. To cry out to him like never before. To wait on him like never before. So that everything that he has said concerning my life, I shall do. And I will not meet him on the final day. He shall say to me, Get behind me, you worker of iniquity, for I do not know you. For you, 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 you cast out demons in my name. You prophesied in my name. You preached the word in my name. But I shall say to you on the final day, Get behind me, you worker of iniquity. It's my very heartbeat as a man of God. And as a saint. As an heir of the very kingdom of God. That I will not meet him on the final day and disappoint him. But I bet you, once we can take the... the the understanding of waiting on God. Seriously, we would not miss any important season in our lives. And I believe strongly, and that's the reason why it's one of the reasons why the Lord led or placed on my heart to release the song that we that we released yesterday, the waiting song, featuring Osofo Kofi Kakari. So initially, that, that's, it wasn't even part of what we wanted to do. Osofo, that song, it's not it's not part of what we wanted to do at all. It just came. From a place of waiting, and we, we were led to release our sound in this season. Hallelujah. 
Waiting is crucial for every every heir. Waiting. It's very crucial. Waiting on God is very crucial. Waiting the lifeline of an heir. The lifeline of an heir. Hallelujah. I would continue teaching using the next question. Why do we wait on God? And I'll be looking at Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 to 31. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 to 31. And this is one of the famous scriptures when we, when we talk about waiting on God. And they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and never grow weary. They shall walk and never grow faint. But I just want us to read from verse 28. And the Bible says that, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. <laughs> I beg you, let's go back to 28. Let, let's read it again. It's, 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 I, 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 have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. <laughs> Neither faints nor is weary, sweet friend. His, his understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Powerful. <laughs> he gives power to the weak. So for those of us who are declaring our weakness, this is a scripture for you. The Bible says that he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. For those of us who feel as though we have no might, we, we, we can't do that. what God has asked us to do. The Bible makes us understand that he increases strength. He does. Not our tears. Not the series that we watch. But he does. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Hallelujah. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Powerful. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Can we go back to uh, to 29? 29. Let me just read it one more time. So that we can, we can, it can, it can sink deep into the graphicals of our heart. He gives power to the weak. So for those of us who, who are doing so many things in a, in a particular season and we feel as though I don't have strength to do what God is asking me to do. Or I don't have strength to do, to, to, to work in this, in this place that God has, has asked you to go to. And most of us, when we are praying, want to go and work at somewhere. We pray that, Father, I want the job. And God gives you a job. And you know that God has given you this job. If you, assuming you know that God has given you this job. And the things become very difficult. And you say you want to quit. This scripture makes us understand that he gives power to the weak. So I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that all those who are weak, may you receive strength. May you receive the power to be strengthened this season. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. 30. Even the youths shall faint. Even the youths, because you know that it's the youths who have strength. Eh? Is a usual strength well, uh, uh, for LeBron James and those people in, in their peaks when they are young, they play power, but as they are growing and the gray hair is coming, they are eating spine, they are getting bald hair. The strength begins to fade. Hello, what's over, what's over there? Yeah, even the youth shall faint 
and be weary. <laughs> Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. So, the third reason why we wait on God is for strength. It's for strength. The next scripture we'll be looking at is Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 11. And we are looking at the scenario of Jesus Christ, our Lord and personal Savior, our Messiah, the Prince of Peace, the Son of Righteousness. And we are made to understand that Jesus Christ was being led into a place of waiting for 40 days. If you read the book of Mark, the Bible says that he was led into the wilderness for 40 days and he was tempted every day. But we'll focus on Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 where he was being taken into a place of waiting to wait on God. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So sometimes when you go into a place of waiting, you'll receive temptations. For sometimes, I, 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 there's this friend I have, I'll mention his name. He will know. He will know that I'm, he's the one I'm, I'm talking about. He went to wait on God. And when he went to wait on God, he was sleeping. He slept throughout. <laughs> what he was asleep, he slept throughout. So you will know that sometimes when you go waiting, you shall receive temptations. Is there resting waiting? <laughs> Should we, any, any, do you have anything to say? <laughs> Sometimes when you go on, when you go to wait, you shall receive temptations. But don't give up. Sometimes you'll be led into a place of waiting. And you'll be tried. Your capacity will be tried. Your capacity will be tried. And even when you look at um, Matthew chapter 16. I believe, or 26, I believe, when Jesus Christ was about to be betrayed by, by Judas. He noted that the place of waiting was very crucial and he came, he came three times and asked the disciples who were with him that, would you not wait with me for an hour in prayer? So sometimes as you wait on God, you shall receive temptations. That's not the reason why I am, that's not what I'm, I want to focus on as we look at the scripture in Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 11. Even before Matthew chapter 3, we notice that Jesus Christ had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he had been endowed with power and with strength. However, he didn't go immediately to cast out demons. Because he had already received strength. If you read uh, Mark chapter 9, you notice that the disciples had been given, Matthew chapter 10, the disciples had been given the authority, the power and authority to cast out demons. But when you read Mark chapter 9, you notice that the, 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 the gentleman who was epileptic, they could not cast out the demon from him because number one, they didn't have belief. They, they were filled with unbelief. And number two, the, Jesus Christ stood and that this kind comes out through fasting and prayer. And these are two elements of, your, of, of, of a period of waiting. Sometimes when you go on waiting, you may be directed to spend time fasting secluding yourself of your food of something that you naturally do instagram um facebook movies just so that you can pray and fast 
So these could be classified as some elements that you do as you wait on God. And there are other, other elements, like the posture that you take while you are waiting on God. Also very crucial. And receiving what God would, would want you to receive in that period of time. So we notice that Jesus Christ, after he had been endowed with authority, had been endowed with the Holy Spirit. And it was very close to the manifestation of what the prophets of old had declared about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to do. You see in the scripture that immediately he went into waiting for 40 days and 49. He was led into waiting for 40 days and 49. So as you are listening to this, I beg you, please don't, 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 don't say to yourself that I'm going for 40 days and 40 nights to pray and wait on God. You kill yourself and you can't kill yourself. You can't go and kill yourself. <laughs> Jessica, they shouldn't dare. <laughs> he was led by the Spirit of the Lord into waiting for 40 days and 40 nights. Sometimes, out, out, out of the, the hunger that you may have, you may feel an inclination to wait on God for, for, for some days and hours. But I believe strongly that as you do so, God Himself would analyze because God is seeking after those who would hunger. And thirst for him. The Bible says in Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, that God is looking to and for the earth, looking for those whose hearts are loyal to him so that he can prove himself strong to them. So sometimes, as a result of the passion, that your passionate, uh, your uh, what's the English word, Paul? Uh, oh, English word, even as a result of your 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 hunger, your disposition, like what you want to do for God, you may you may you may lead yourself into waiting. But I would encourage us to be led by God. But waiting is very crucial for an assignment for your assignment and so that you can walk fully in the assignment, so that you can receive clarity on what you ought to do into the season that you have been prophesied about and the season that you are about to walk in. So we notice that Jesus Christ received the whole, the whole baptism of the Holy Spirit. The, air, the sky is opened, and then God said, My beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. And then he was led into waiting for 40 days. And then he was tried and tempted. But can we read verse 17? Matthew chapter 4 verse 17. After Jesus Christ had gone and was waiting for 40 days and 40 nights and being tried by the enemy, the Bible says that from that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. That was what was prophesied when Isaiah was prophesying, the prophets of the old prophesying about what Jesus Christ was coming to do. The revelation of the kingdom of God. Can we read 18? And Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee. So, okay, let's, let's, let's end at 17. So, a lot of the times, we will be led into waiting to receive direction. And fortification for what God has in store for us. So I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that as we want to wait, or as we are we are making the effort, the conscious effort to want to wait on God in this particular season of our lives, may we receive direction and fortification to do what God has, has asked us to do in this particular season of our lives. Hallelujah. Hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. 
can we go to the next one? Um, let's look at the next question. How do I go into waitings today? How do I go into waitings today? So currently, now that you also for you've been talking about waitings, you've been talking about now. How do I even do it? How do I do it? Can we look at Mark chapter one verse thirty-five? Let's read from verse verse thirty. 32. Let's read from verse 32. Mark chapter 1 from verse 32. And it will end at 35. At the evening when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Now in the morning, having risen a while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. Can we just stay at 35? I just want us to look at that scripture a little more. We'll continue reading from the time where some of the disciples came to look for him. So the question is, how do I do, how do I go on waitings today? By simply setting time aside your normal routine and going to a place of solitude. A place void of distractions or many distractions and just spending time with God. It's something that I, I, I want to use myself as an example because um, I don't have a lot of, a lot more example, but I just want to use myself as an example. Sometimes when I'm going on my waitings, I put my phone off. Everything is off. And I just, I have a playlist on my phone that I listen to. Sometimes I have sermons that I want to go in and, and, and listen to. Sermons from Reverend De La, sermons from, from, Prophet Keith, powerful sermons from our very own Bishop Butry and the Holy Spirit to my Reverend Barrow. Pack the sermons and take them for waiting. <laughs> and we are waiting to be hearing uh, 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 Minister Jessica also be preaching powerful sermons so that we can pack them and take them for waitings. And also Minister Anne will pack the sermons and take them for waitings. Hallelujah. We are waiting for them. So sometimes what I usually do is to put all forms of distractions, every form of distraction, I put it off so that I can hear from God clearly. So most of the time, how do I go on waiting today by setting time aside of my natural routine, my, my, my schedule, the schedule that of my usual schedule, just so that I can wait on God and hear his voice clearly. So when you are going on waiting, please, I... I will encourage you. Some people like people keep their phones on while they are praying. I'll encourage you to you put it off because <laughs> sometimes hey, you can be waiting on God, and that is when things are happening to people. That's why I calling hey, <laughs> Then you have to stop praying, and you the prayer becomes you are worrying. You are, then I tell, oh, someone has come to take this from me. Or they are calling you that oh, in the key here, yo. Eh? Where is the key? Where is the front door key? Or where is the car key? They are asking you, and things that would just is you put your phone off or put on airplane mode. <laughs> yeah, so that you can you can key into divinity and access what God wants to teach you in that season. So we notice in the scripture in Mark, Mark chapter one verse thirty five that Jesus Christ have been done all the mighty things. He was he became a very busy man from being a carpenter, full blown carpenter, to becoming the savior of the world. 
one of the first apostles revealing what we ought to do as heirs of the kingdom of God. What God had in store for man when he created man and said man should have dominion over all things created. We saw Jesus Christ being initiated on earth and how we ought to live as heirs, as sons of God. And even he, from a place of being a carpenter, becoming our savior, stopped and paused his natural duty. Even though he had received and he had begun to walk in his new assignment, he, he still thought it wise to wait on God. That's one, something, that's one thing I appreciate so much about our prophet Hayford. Prophet Hayford, we salute you, sir. That even though he's doing very interesting things in our midst, <laughs> Reverend Ella, very interesting things in our midst, showing us very deep secrets, he still has time to stop what he's doing and go and wait on God. Because that's one, that's one, one justification of a humble man. Somebody who would still run back to his place of waiting on the one who granted and gave him source. The source of life. So that he can constantly be renewed. So if you, if you are a Christian and you don't, you don't wait on God, it's one of the greatest forms of pride. <laughs> Hallelujah. I hope I'm not saying something off. I know, I believe strongly that I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is right. This particular statement. Now, if you don't wait on God, then you, eh, you are, you are, you are sawing on, on pride. Because as you wait on God, you are going back to the, your, your source, taking the posture necessary, required, praying, and saying, Father, Father, where, which next step do I have to take? Father, I know that I casted out demons in your name. I know I was doing all those mighty things in your name. But Father, I've come back to this place of waiting. That's so that you can, you can, you can fine-tune my ear. So that you can fine-tune my ear. The fact that you can be... You, you, I mean, I, I play the guitar. I, I play basic guitar. And you can be playing guitar today. Also, you can be playing the guitar today. Tomorrow when you play that thing, you see that thing has distuned. The night before, you can be playing excellent notes. But then you find out that, oh, the following day, Charlie, you see that you have to tune the thing. Every instrument, most of the instruments, the, the, the trumpets, you have to tune the thing. Before these mighty uh, keyboards came, you have to use battery. The big ones. You should remember those big, big batteries. And you got the one that you used to do at Alikoto. The one when you spoil, you move to do it like, uh huh, those batteries. And you have to push them inside. So, the fact that your, <laughs> the fact that your keyboard or your guitar is playing excellent notes the night before, does not mean I to play the same way the following day. It has to be tuned. It needs to be tuned. And that tuning happens in the place of waiting. And if you pay attention, if you continue reading the, the, the Gospels, you, when you read Luke chapter 16, when you read, um, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think Luke chapter 6, you notice that every time Jesus Christ, he can be in the midst of the people, he's going to wait on God. The Son of God, though, exhumed with power, doing things that people could, could not even imagine. That to the extent that they even said that uh, he was a, a prince of, of what? Of, de of demons. Yeah. Eh? To the extent that they, the, the things that guy was doing, BSNA. wonderful things, but him, even him, went into a place of waiting. Even him went to a place of waiting. Waiting. 
lifeline of an A. The lifeline of an A. We ought to wait on God because Jesus Christ did so. So, uh, uh, before I continue, I'll just encourage us to begin to have like a schedule where we'd say, oh, you know what? I plan to wait on God maybe every two weeks. Something. Make the deliberately make the effort and just leave your house instead of driving to go and sit at the the mall and be watching the thing and be laughing quack, 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 and then the following day you don't even know what you watched <laughs> you can you can go and tell it at least spend some time the time that you used to watch the movie the two hour 30 minutes movie no or the 11 hour movie no if you go and sit somewhere maybe go to some brick garden or go somewhere quiet and just you are praying that is more beneficial more beneficial because truth be told, people we are, we are just we are doing very interesting things, but most of us are missing our way because we don't want to wait on God. We don't want to wait on God, and we are finding many excuses. But you see how busy Jesus Christ, He was very busy, very, very busy. But when the disciples are fast asleep, finding excuses to find finding excuses to sleep because we are working with we are working if you if you look at the map for those of you who have bibles and you see the map and you can just look at the place that jesus christ you can see the child the man walk at all no hey Fasa, the man walked though hey the man he walked down <laughs> but he still found time to wait on god so let, let's stop let's stop the excuses let's let's stop it crap let's stop it let's stop the excuses Moses, a fool and he Serious Fulani still found time to wait on God. He, he separated and, 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 and the work was, God was taking care of the things. For most of us who feel as though our work, we can't live without, like, without us, the work will not thrive. No, oh, Mali. When you die today, they will replace you. They'll come to your funeral and be crying for you. Oh, this is, she worked very well. But Charlie, when a few hours, they'll be having this meeting, even at your funeral, they'll be having meetings about, Charlie, what be the main Charlie, check like we forget this person from Ashesi, or we forget this person from Teco, or we forget this person from Regional Maritime, make you can't feel that this place and do. That's what they'll be doing. So let's stop giving, letting our work, our jobs give us a reason not to wait on God. Yo, don't replace you. Master, stop it. Oh, fast, fast, you hear me? You can be there, can be, you can. Oh, don't replace you. Back, 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 back. Stop what you are doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. If you look at the, the history of uh, even the Ghana, the presidential history, we know for a fact that the late um, Atamil's president, Atamil, he was an excellent man. Excellent person. When he died, there was a replacement vice president. We saw that Joe Muhammad came to take the place. He sat there comfortably. He was the president. And if you look at, even if you, all the president, US, all of them, they can be working tirelessly the day they die. When you are watching movies like, oh, which movie, Gra? Which movie? For the movie like, the, the, um, White, very good, Bishop. Bishop, you are watching movies. <laughs> White House Down. <laughs> Lipus has fallen. <laughs> if you if you watch those movies, you see that the day that they they thought that the president had died, when they thought oh, they didn't even know for a fact that the man had died. They had seen some bujah. There was an explosion, and then wherever he was, the plane had exploded. Bah! There was an, there was, the vice president took the place, and then when the vice president was about to be cleared, then, then what the the secretary of state or what that was taking the, the, the seat. 
So stop that thing, cry that my work cannot let me do. Stop, stop it, stop it. Let's, let's, let's stop that. Let's stop that thing. Because the one who grants us source is the one that we ought to wait on. It's the one that we ought to give our days for. But we are always giving excuses because it, as if the work is what will sustain us. You lie. Sometimes you can have uh, one million, you, you, you can still be in debt. You'll be amazed that the richest people in the day, a lot of them are in debt. So it's not really about your money. You still need the one who is the governor of understanding to be your, your strength. And most of this, as you wait on God, you shall receive that understanding. Hallelujah. So let, I beg you, let's stop that. Let's dedicate time. And let the people at the office know that you, you love God more than you will have your work. When I used to work at Ogilvy, they know. Now, Alan, but I wasn't on software. When it's 5.30, I'll pack my bag. Oh, where are you going to? Oh, I'm going to prayer meeting. No. Oh, I'm going to Bible study. Oh, they know, they know, they know, they know, they know. But when I'm sitting there, I, I give my utmost. But the day I was leaving, my boss cried. But they knew that this man loved God. So let's stop using our work as an excuse to, to not to wait on God. We, 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 even before the waiting, we use our work for excuse not to, not to come to church. So I worked Saturday. I worked at 12. So I'm sleeping this Sunday. Boy, can worry. I, I may do online. Even the online cry, you are dozing off. Mercy Lord. Mercy Lord. So Jesus Christ, who had so much to do, still found the time to wait on God. So I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that as this word is coming to you, you can have a very like very strict, very strict work schedule, but still you would have the inclination in your heart that mm, I must wait on my God so that I don't disappoint him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the question that I ask is that, how do I go on waiting? And I said, as led by the Holy Spirit, by setting time aside. By setting time aside. So the final question I'll ask is that, who should go on waiting? Us. Using the topic that, the Holy Spirit has given us, which is waiting the lifeline of an heir, is required of all of us to go on waiting. Not just Reverend Della. Not just Osofukit. When, when he said, oh, the, the, the men of God have gone for waiting. Some of us, we've never gone for waiting before. Hey, me. But I'm, I know for a fact, as the word is coming, it's bringing light into our understanding and it's, it's reshaping our identity, granting us knowledge so that we may walk the way that we must walk to glorify God. To glorify God. So we all ought to go on waiting because it's very, 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 very important for you, for your assignment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In conclusion, I just want to say that as you wait on God, you would receive the anointing, the oil, the fuel for your vehicle, the oil for your lamp, the oil for your vehicle, the, the gunpowder for your gun. Without these elements, you would, you would, you would, you would be walking a meaningless 
a meaningless um, journey. You can have a gun, a bazooka, but if you don't have the things that is important for the, the bazooka to be triggered, or it, it's just it's just too known. <laughs> you're holding like I holding a gun, or there was this movie I was watching. When you are holding a water pistol, you go into you go into a bank. Some of the thing that be water pistol. It may seem as though you are very you're a ruthless thief, but then you don't have the enablement to shoot it there, the gun. In the same vein, it may seem as though you're a very serious, you're a very serious person, you're a very serious heir of the kingdom of God, you're a very serious man of God. It seems as though you're a very serious uh, teacher in your, in your school. It may seem as though you're a very serious banker, a very serious uh, carpenter, a very serious architect, a very serious engineer, all of those things. But once you lack the enablement to, to be relevant in the eyes of heaven, relevance in heaven that should be a heartbeat and and we, a lot of the times we would only get that that relevance in our place of waiting so the anointing is very crucial for us as christians for most of you who have been who have been in this finance for a long time you know for a fact that ministry is not just about clerical before you know you are in ministry Ministry is doing what God has asked you to do, period. Ministry is your assignment. So if God has asked you to work in, in a law firm, that is your ministry. And you need anointing for it. You need oil for it. Hallelujah. You need oil for it. If you are work, if you are, you are a banker, you need oil for it as a banker. If you are a teacher, you need oil as a teacher. If you are a teller, you need oil as a teller. And when you are even at the bank, you are even at the teller, you, can, you should be able to hear that tally, some, something bonyo is about to happen to the bank that God has, has brought me to. So I need to take my place strong and, and, and fight for, for the bank. And you only know that when you are, when you are keyed in to the source as you are waiting on God. Man, that those are brand adika taradas. Ibalala no sombre. As I'm standing here, I'm receiving, I'm tapping into more grace to wait on God. Because hey, you can't miss it to hey, you can't miss it. You can't, we can't, we can't miss it. I tell we can't miss it. It's a no-go area. We can't miss it. My comforter and friend, I wait on you. Ah, 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 ah. Hello, him, I don't know. I wait on you. Ah, 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 ah. My pillar and my rock, I wait on you. Ah, 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 gongo zele alogo, pika la gongo velelele alolose. Bregeli ano zobrege. As you sit down, as you are watching, as you are standing, as you are watching, 
I want you to begin to tap into the grace to wait on God. It's very crucial. Wait in the lifeline of an heir. And as I breathe this song over us, as I breathe as being led by the Spirit of the living God, I also receive the enablement to wait on you, Lord. As my heart is being keyed into the very frequency of, of what you did, Lord, may we do the same. Rabada go sombe nili asoka la latose. Elohim Adonai, I wait on you. My pillar and my rock, I wait on you. Ah, yes, Lord. Ah, ah, yes, Lord, we receive grace. As I see the angels of the Lord walking in our midst and depositing in our inner mind the desire to wait on you. Ah, 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 My pillar and my rock, I wait on you. Ah, ah, ah. We saw, we saw your wings. Ah, My pillar and my rock, I wait on you. Ah, 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 ah. Hello, Madonna, I wait on you. Could we kindly be upstanding? Be upstanding in your living rooms. Be upstanding. Thank you for listening. This recording was brought to you by Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries. Stay blessed.